0: Welcome back to The Right Angle. This is just like a clown show with more and more stuff pouring out of that little clown car in the form of documents that just keep turning up in the most crazy places. G-Man, what's the latest you've heard on this whole thing?
1: I uh, was watching the news today and they were showing, of course, everybody saw the clip where Biden's backing into his garage with his Corvette and... Uh, There's that box of, you know, classified documents sitting there in the back there by his spare tire. And, uh, you know, they're saying it's, as uh, Hillary would say, a nothing sandwich uh, by having these classified ads there. Uh, (laughs) Classified (laughs) documents. It probably is. Help wanted. (laughs) Uh. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully it'll be a help wanted. You know, but nobody would hire him anyway. But anyway... I'm, I'm listening to it, and I'm thinking to myself, how are they going to approach it? Because obviously they've already said it's not that big of a deal. Um, they may find out that these classified documents are not really a big deal, but they are classified. And he did have them there. And the uh, lawyers that they've had on there said that they've already said that it was mishandled. That's not an excuse for that. Classified documents have to be protected religiously and um and they weren't in this case. So they've already admitted that they were mishandled. Where are they gonna go from there?
0: Yep. Yeah. I was just listening to a I forgot the name of it. That's uh Ted or a podcast with Ted Cruz and some other non political guy, or at least non politician and Ted Cruz. I, I don't know which of them said because their original story with the other ones is that when his lawyers were moving his stuff, and they both said, "There's no way that you would hire a lawyer to move stuff. You would only hire a lawyer after you realized that you had made a mistake in moving stuff and uncovered these documents." It's not like they, you know, it's not like some moving company Atlas, where you pay a couple of lawyers at, what four or five hundred dollars an hour to pack your stuff up. <laughs> Unbelievable.
1: <laughs> Larry Kudlow said uh, today on one of the podcasts, he said you know, when he was in the White House, he couldn't take anything out of his office that was classified. And he said his, as he called them, his ladies, his uh-huh. his uh, compatriots there were very, very careful about making sure that he left everything there that was quote-unquote classified. He also stated that there are too many classified things in the government. And I I would agree with that. And that may be that way. And it may, like I said, it might be what it is with uh, Haydn's stuff in his garage and and the eight other places are going to find it. (laughs) But the fact remains that he took them out and shouldn't have done that. And it's against the law. Somebody is in jail right now for absentmindedly bringing something home to her apartment. She had a party. Somebody saw it there. One of her compatriots ratted on her, and she went to prison.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I guess instead of uh, speculating, well, I guess it is speculation, but a month from now, will this all be gone away, and will it affect the so-called case against Trump, or what do you think?
1: I think it will it already has affected the case against Trump. We all know Trump had his stuff locked away where you're supposed to have it locked away. They didn't find it under the mattress yep. like they did in the garage there. This will help his case, which didn't need any help anyway, because if there was anything there that was criminal, they would have brought it out by now. Yeah, No, no way they wouldn't have. But it will damage Hyden now. Because he was on the 60 Minutes thing stating, you know, I don't know oh, anybody gosh. could do something that that recu- reckless or yep. or whatever he said. And, he, you know, he's just said twice that he screwed up without knowing it by saying that. That was reckless on Trump's part. Well, he did it right. You did it wrong. And then you said you just mishandled it. That's illegal, period. That's all there is to it. There there has to be rules in government, right? You know, whether, whether, like I say, whether it is really classified or not, it was marked classified. And you can't just take them home and throw them in your garage. You can't do that. Or you will go to jail like
0: that one woman did. I wonder what she's thinking when she's in jail. People are sort of, they're not completely downplaying or dismissing, but the fact that it was nine weeks before they made this public. And of course, it happened before the election. And they just brush that off. Like, you know, they they say all the things they did right. They don't mention keeping it a secret for nine weeks.
1: Right. Exactly. Before. Yeah. Like you say, before the elections, you know, they they whitewash this. Hey, hey, let's do this. That's okay because just before the other election that they stole, they they kept Hunter Biden's laptop out of everything. No big deal. You know, no big, you know, it's a, it's a nothing sandwich or whatever they call it,
0: you know. So. Oh, And you, did you see that? I mean, this was like straight out of Saturday Night Live, that clip of him talking to the guy from the Salvation Army. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I and did.
0: That, <laughs> that guy's reaction was literally like you would see, I mean, he, he couldn't have had any better comedic time and his eyes were like, What? Yeah. <laughs> he, just, he points to the S. I was in uh, Secret Service uh, over there. and uh, Yeah. Uh, that, oh, my gosh.
1: Well, he did it. Like they said, he did have an S on his badge. So I yeah. thought it was Secret Service or whatever. You know, and, and stop and think about it. He's got a detail that follows him into that place. Yeah. And they're with him every step of the way. And then he looks at that guy and thinks he's Secret Service. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! There's
1: like five guys. You should know their names. Yeah. You should know their wife's names and their their all of their family and everything. Yeah. And then he goes up to this guy he doesn't even know. And, you know. Well, and it's
0: he's in the it's Service. yeah, it's not like the Cir- Secret Service wears uniforms that say yeah, <laughs> Secret <yeah>. Service <laughs> on them. <laughs>
1: Shoot me first. Don't shoot yeah. the president. Uh, he's he's getting worse. Um he cannot uh he cannot go through he cannot even read I know things without stumbling and bumbling through it all. And um it's
0: our guest that hasn't been on yet, Liberty Bell, thinks the deep state is getting ready to take Biden out with these documents.
1: Well, and I've heard that too. And uh, whether this is a plan to do that, I don't think they needed to do that. I don't think there needed to be a plan to take him out. He'll take himself out uh, one way or another. (laughs) He will not last. Between when he was elected and he was barely cognizant because he did stay in his basement, they said, "This this guy can't put five sentences together. Keep him in the basement. Okay? He comes out. It's two years later. He can't even hardly talk much less read a written document in front of him he's not and this is two years into it he would another two years he'll either be dead or he'll be institutionalized
0: <laughs> you wonder i this it just occurred to me of how little news the other side shall we say gets or who they get their news from that whole thing when he was in his basement and he was on that I guess it was a podcast with that guy, and he said, if you don't know, this was in a quote, but if you don't know whether to vote for Trump or me, you ain't black. Yes. That famous yes. thing. How many yep. Democrats do you think heard that? Because imagine if Mitt Romney or Trump or Bush or anyone would have said that.
1: That's totally horrific. Can you imagine what anybody would say if Trump was talking like Haydn does right now? Yeah. I mean, they, they'd say— He's gone. We want a medical exam right now, and we want twenty doctors that that uh, Hussein had on his panel to <laughs> yeah. to check him out and and see what's wrong with him. I, I, he's he's just he's passed anything that is any presidential at all. Period.
0: I I've never seen a president wear aviator sunglasses. I don't <laughs> a I, a I don't ever remember a president. Maybe Bush did when he landed on the aircraft carrier, but, I mean, he wears them all the time. It's just so creepy. It makes him look even more of a kind of a zombie guy.
1: Well, it's not hiding anything, that's for sure. It might be accentuating the fact that he looks like a zombie because when he does take him off, (laughs) I cannot stop thinking of that puppet from Jeff Dunham. (laughs) That, that, that yeah. one guy that he has on there, he looks just like him. Yeah. Every time I'm looking at it, I go, God, where's his strings? Oh, they're behind him somewhere, I'll tell you. It's in the Democratic Party. Oh, so. my gosh. Do uh, you want to start? Because i got sure. a lot of All right. crap.
0: I've got one. This this occurred to me. I can't find it in my notes, but it's a very simple thing. But it could be a long uh, discussion or it could be a very short one. But what do you think about... In regards to the abortion debate, what do you think about my body, God's choice?
1: My body, God's choice.
0: Does God ever choose death or murder? Of
1: course not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, I I think it's a very powerful statement. Uh, But it doesn't carry a lot of weight with people that are agnostic and you know the devil's spawn yeah uh, you that's know any true. democrat that is uh so um anything um to do with with the way things were set up by god has nothing to do with the people that are screaming the loudest about making sure you can kill your baby whenever you want to and, and let's let's talk about abortion for just a second Again, again, why are they even considering killing aborting the baby when they're when they're eight nine months into their pregnancy? Are they? Are they do they say, God, I'm I'm really sick of you know tying my shoes with this big belly. I'm going to get rid of this thing. I'm you know it's been seven months and I can barely breathe when I bend over to tie my shoes. I think I'll just get rid of it.
0: Yeah, that I I don't know where that psyche or the lack thereof comes from i mean if there is probably some weak argument to be made that you know in the first like two weeks or something you would have some dire circumstances but yeah after you know you're pregnant and yeah and they don't seem to have any qualms yeah that's the word it's just uh it's not not born yet and even even so they're trying to pass that law that if it's a botched abortion and the baby is born, that you have to give it medical care. I mean, that's not too much to ask, I don't think. No,
1: no, not at all. It's, it's just, I got a word for it, but this is a, a, a G-rated <laughs> podcast. But, but it's, it's absolutely, I, I think about this sometimes, and I, I think to myself, what kind of a person are you? that you would even think of aborting a baby that late. Like you said, it, and once you find out you're pregnant, if you go, oh God, you know, I, I don't want it, I really didn't want it, okay. And, and there's laws that say you can have it in certain states, go do it. Yep. Go do it then. My, my thing would be is after, I don't know, what would it be, the second month? You'd say, oops, I've missed it twice and now I know I'm pregnant. You've got one month to decide whether you're going to, you know, terminate it or not. And then after that, you got to carry it. They can still get rid of it. They can have their boyfriend that got them pregnant punch him in the stomach or they can fall off a bike, you know, on purpose or whatever. They can do whatever they want to do it as far as that goes. But, you know, it's just, you know, that abortion was such a big thing for the elections. Yeah. I, I think that was 100 percent a, a Absolute joke.
0: yeah, that was
1: absolute joke.
0: Drummed up the emotions exactly. I, on a related topic before we get to yours, I was thinking about that that whole crazy, not exactly related, but that gender affirming. I mean, who are they affirming? Are they affirming some crazy eight or nine or ten year old who doesn't know what he or she is talking about or are they affirming what doctors and biology and scientists and you could go right down the line when they say you have to give gender affirming care <laughs> i i
1: don't even know where to begin with that it's it's like it's, it's like frankenstein literally yeah it's it's you know you're one or the other and that's it and if you're a doctor and you're even, that even comes out of your mouth, gender affirming. You should be disbarred from the medical field or whatever they do to get rid of your license yeah. when you do that. that. That should be illegal to do something like that with a kid that doesn't have a brain developed yet for yeah. a long time. And even when they get up to the age of, I would say, 30, because below that now, you're all stupid. You'd, you'd have to go at that point and then say, hey, do you really think you're, if, if you're a guy, do you really think you're still a girl? And, and if they say, yeah, then uh, put them in an asylum. <laughs>
0: Save a Because lot that's of...
1: what we had them for. I don't want to live, ne- I've told you before, I don't want to live next to a person like that because they scare me. They scare me. I don't want somebody living next to me that thinks they're another type of thing. I was uh, getting my hair cut and there was a National Geographic on gender identity. Oh, there National you go. Geographic on gender identity. I said I got I you know, I don't know what National Geographic is, whether it's left, right or whatever. I found out after I read a few things on this and there was a little byline in the gender identity thing and I'm going to read it to you. It's just a little paragraph. Harry was assigned male at birth, but considers himself gender creative. He expresses himself through his singular fashion sense. His parents, his his piece of crap people (laughs) that birthed him, enrolled him in the Bay Area Rainbow Camp, where he can find the vocabulary to explain his feelings. At six years old, he is already very sure of who he is. Six years old. And they take him to this camp in in San Francisco. Yep. I can't even imagine. I think everyone in that camp should be arrested, first of all, for whatever they're doing in there. And the kid is six years old. And these parents, I I just want to strangle him. I beat the crap out of him. <laughs> My God. How stupid can you be? They're probably, they're probably Berkeley professors. <laughs> yep. You know, and and you know, son, what? Oh, you, you think you want to go express yourself in your fashion sense? You know? You're six years old. Oh my god. Oh my god. It it just I if I can't say any more or I might I might imprison myself.
0: <laughs> oh. On uh, the Rubin report today, someone asked a question about Rachel or Richard. It, it was it is Richard Levine and now I guess he goes by the name Rachel. And yeah. the guy yeah. the guy says since since uh Richard, your nickname is Dick. Why didn't he change his name to Dickless Levine? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that's good. Hey, If he hears that, maybe he'll do that. Yeah. You never the, know. The Have you seen his two, um, two um, experiments that he calls no, his
0: kids? You told me, but I guess I, I don't know if I ever looked him up or not.
1: Oh, my God. Y- you know when you're on a computer and you can make your face yeah. look like really puffy and stuff? That is exactly, exactly what those two things look like. And I don't know if they're boys or girls. Wow. It's, it's so scary and it's so, it's so upsetting that that they are who they are. That's all there is to it. It's it's not right. I don't care what anyone says.
0: Do you think his wife is? Does he proud have a of, wife? I don't know. He used to, right?
1: Well, if if he did, I hope she's long gone.
0: <laughs> I don't know if she would be proud or ashamed or embarrassed. I'm trying to think what emotions would be. Uh...
1: How, how about this emotion? And and again, I'll try to keep it as G-rated <laughs> as possible. But how about how about that thing getting into bed with you every night? Oh, if you're a woman. And and he's he's got his lipstick on and his long hair and his and his oh. okay I, yeah. yeah I don't get it if if she's still with him
0: no then she's I, just as bent as he is no yeah well he's not bent anymore <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're trying to keep this gene you keep coming these great things here
0: I love yeah. it clean four letter it. words. Uh, oh, everybody, man. look it up. Rachel yep.
1: Levine. Uh, t- uh, Tucker Carlson had uh, um, a show on. I don't know, a week or two ago, about the circus. Oh and gosh, it was it was about everybody that Haydn had hired for you know various things in the government. Right. And 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 I thought to myself, my God, that is what it is. It's like the circus back in the '60s when you would go to you know to a fair. Yep. And then there would be those tents. We had the bearded lady and the right. lady with the horns and stuff. That's that's exactly what his administration is like every single one of them. Every single one of them. They're either gay, they're trans, they're they're uh, you know, they're, they're all sorts of demented, oh, yeah. broken souls that are running the country. All Let's right. talk about that for a second with okay. Pete. Judge my butt. Oh
0: no! And yeah, ruler of the, the FAA.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, the first time all the planes have been grounded, and the only other time, other than nine eleven, mm-hmm. because they had these computers from thirty years ago, and they should have been updated twenty years ago, and this caused it. You know, and, and we'll get to the bottom of it. Or you should have been at the bottom of it to begin with. You know, but but he, uh, I I, I got to bring this up real quick. All right, because I, I took a I took a screenshot of it the other day that the uh, judge my butt um, <laughs> did, and uh, uh, he was ahead of the, he was part of the Southwest Airlines fiasco. Oh yeah, he was he was on vacation. During the rail strike threat, he was yep. not even in not even in the country when that happened. He was uh, he had the supply chain thing. Remember when oh, you couldn't God. get anything because all those ships routed in in the bay in yep. in California and they wouldn't let him. That was him that did that. And uh, I got oh <laughs> he spent twenty million dollars on racial equality and inclusion. For what twenty for? Million, to, to make sure that everybody, uh, you know, anybody and everybody can do. I I don't know, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't even know what it is. It's it's like making sure that that anybody that's as that's as bent as he is. Uh, I don't want to use that word because you'll come up okay. with another joke for it. Yeah. But, but as twisted as he is, um, twenty million dollars to make sure. That there's racial equality in the in the Department of Transportation. How do you wh- wh- how do you spend that much money to do
0: that? Clearly, you don't. You give it to your lackeys, and then they do something, and magically your bank account doubles in the next month or so.
1: <laughs> and then then he spent part of fifteen point two billion dollars on income inequality environmental justice and climate change
0: all words that mean nothing when used in that context
1: exactly that's exactly correct they mean nothing oh. environmental justice what, what what does that mean what does it, it mean
0: I, I i got nothing i, I was listening to Jordan Peterson was talking to a super smart uh, meteorologist, climatologist that's been around for 50 years doing this. He's in his 80s and, I mean, he's just incredibly intelligent. And they're talking about all kinds of the climate hoax and all that. And, and Jordan says, well, we've talked about a lot of things. Tell me, seriously, are we is the you know is the earth in danger or is the earth going to have a crisis he goes he goes we certainly are in about 5000 years <laughs> and he was totally serious because that's probably about the timetable and then so jordan goes yeah so about 4000 years from now you know we should start worrying about it in the meantime it's just you mean
1: 4950 uh, years yeah, from now yeah yeah uh, exactly.
0: Man, I was just thinking what you said about not wanting to live next door to those kind of people. And I mean, if you did live next door to judge your butt, just think every time you went out to take the trash, that's exactly what he would be doing.
1: <laughs> oh, oh my god. Yeah, he he uh he took 2 months off. I think during the rail strike for his, for his, uh, to be with the baby.
0: Was that the, the rail strike or the, the, I think it was a supply chain thing. Supply chain. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. The supply chain. Yeah. One of those. Uh, and he took the two months off during that catastrophe. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I don't know anything about government. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, uh, but if, if somebody were, Stupid enough to hire me as the Department of Transportation, I could do a job ten times a hundred times better than he could, yeah, because the first thing I'd do when I heard supply chain problems is I would say where are they at i 'll fix it right now, Bring those ships in, unload them right now well i 'm sorry i 'm sorry mr Jerbut you can 't do that <laughs> because uh the um, we have to allow the union truckers to go before the other ones. I I said, well, wait, wait, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Union, I don't care about union. I really don't in this particular instance. We can talk about that later. We need to get that product to the American people right now. And by the way, all the other truckers are self-employed. So we can't just brush them aside because they're not part of the union and don't want to be. If you're in the union and you want to drive your truck, you get out there, and you get that stuff out of that bay and bring it across the U.S. That's it. That's what we're doing right now. And one day later, you wouldn't hear anything else about it.
0: It's way too easy. Common sense is way too easy.
1: It's exactly correct. It is. They make everything so incredibly hard, so hard. And, and they do such bad judgment on things that they're running this country with right now. Um, they, they've stolen, I I think at least four elections. Uh, and you know, nobody's except, uh, what's her name in Arizona? Carrie. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 She's the only one that's fighting it now. Hopefully they'll come up with the right decision because she did win and give it to her. And then, you know, maybe Zeldin will, will go after, uh, What's her name? In, oh yeah, uh, in New York. Yep. Uh, because I don't believe she won either. She is. She has the exact same uh, personality and mentality as Hobbs did in Arizona.
0: Let's. Uh, so much stuff. Let's hop on over to the G Man's list.
1: Let me let me bring it down a notch here. I, All right, I've got to, I've got to take care of myself here. You know, I just saw my doctor and he said. Uh, I heard your last podcast, bring it down a notch. And I said, okay, fine. What are you doing in my house anyway? I don't believe in doctors. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, no, just not kidding. All right. I, I just have some, when, it, when I'm going around during the week, and, and I know I've got this thing that we talk about on Thursday, this is my scratching post, as yeah. I've said before. And I just have little things bug me and I'll write them down. And I, I'll just want people to think about them or comment on them or, uh, you know, whatever during the week, like I do. One thing is, um, I was at a—I uh, uh, don't know—it wasn't really a fast food place, but it was a kind of like a fast food place to eat lunch with my beloved wife.
0: All right, no names, week. no names on the restaurant.
1: No, because it's not a—it's not a big chain. All right. It's a very small chain, and I don't even remember the name of it. So uh, whatever it was, there's two in in my area. All right. But I went and I ordered my stuff. It's a chicken place, okay? And, you know, obviously I'm at a chicken place because my wife's with me, and that's all my wife will eat is chicken. And so I ordered my chicken. We sit down, and they go, would you like some ketchup? And I go, heck, yeah. I got fries here. They brought over four packets of ketchup and each packet which the ketchup is wrapped in plastic Yep. okay i'm trying to save the environment each packet had 0.06 <laughs> grams 0.06 grams of ketchup in them and i as what the you know what's this what's this i opened the thing and i swear to you I squeezed it out, and I got two strings of uh, French fries <laughs> with the ketchup on that, on each one of those things. I, she gave me four packets, and it didn't even go through half of my – and I'm not, I'm not somebody that dips my fry into yeah. it and it's dripping or anything. I just want some ketchup on my fries, and it's .06 grams. Now, my question when I, when I saw that was, who is the ignorant moron? at Heinz Ketchup, which is what it was, that said, well, hey, let's make these packets 0.6 grams for people that love ketchup to put on their hamburgers and french fries. Yeah, okay, let's do that. But aren't they going to need like 10 packets to cover their hamburger patty or 20 packets to dip their fries and to do that thing? Ah, Don't worry about it. Let's just make it 0.6
0: 0.6 grams yeah you what you do wonder where that measure comes from as opposed to the well it's usually fast food where you can go pump your own ketchup which i always enjoy or of course you ask them to bring out the bottle which any normal place would do but yeah it, it takes at least three to put anything on a hamburger unless oh, it's yeah, a, yeah. you know super small but at least three and yeah for fries that's Because the other thing is, being a thrifty guy, you always try to get every last bit out of the packet. And you know that you're probably, even if you like rub it through your fingers, you know you're leaving (laughs) at least 10% of the ketchup in there. So in addition to the waste of the material, you're wasting ketchup.
1: Exactly. And, you know, if I owned that restaurant... And I said, let's order some ketchup packets. And I got 0.06 gram (laughs) packets of ketchup. I'd say, send them back. I don't want this crap. I want something that people can squirt on there and it'll be, you know, enough for maybe eight fries at least for each packet that you do there. Like you say, some of the places, and I'll say Culver's, uh, they've got that pump thing where you can pump your own. And that's great. That's great because you put in enough ketchup to dip all your fries in and you don't have to go back and you don't have to open half of the packs, you know, your fingers are greasy from the fries and you're trying to open it and then it squirts out and it gets all over you. And it's like, God dang it. You know, it's uh.
0: so did you have to request more? No,
1: I didn't. I, I was so disgusted (laughs) that I gave the rest of my fries to my wife and I said, "That's it." you know, I don't, I can't do it. I just can't do it. And I couldn't do it. My hands were greasy. Yeah. And and they're, do you know how big a 0.06 gram packet of ketchup is? It's about, it's about two and a half inches by one inch. Just totally annoying. It's like, it's like I want to, I, no, I won't say it because I don't want to go to jail. Okay. All right. So um, then I was watching. The football game, uh, lowlights of the uh, whatever his name was, that got injured, and oh, um, yeah, you know, which was which the was Buffalo absolutely Bill horrible, yeah, Yep. yep, and um, you know, great that he's doing well now, glad to see that and whatnot. Uh, raised by his mother, his father's in jail, um, you know, for drugs or whatever it is, um, and anyway. I'm glad he's doing well. I was watching the game, and I, I guess I hadn't watched an NFL game for quite a while. And I noticed that when they score a touchdown, they, you know, they do their dance or their yep. their scene, their scene in yeah. the end zone. That yep. I I think I think the NFL shouldn't show any of that. If you want to do that in front of the stands people in the stands, and waste their time with that, that's fine. I think it's totally 100% annoying. And after somebody has made a little play in the end zone with six other guys yep. that you scored the touchdown with, um, that's enough of it. You know, We've seen enough of it. It's annoying. Don't do any more of it. But they seem to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger uh, plays in the end zone.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. The only celebration I like, and I think I think the Packers started it with a Lambo leap, is when the player jumps up into the stands, and the fans grab him and like pat him on the back. And I yeah, mean that's kind yeah. that's that's cool. But those big productions are just. I mean, I hate to say it because I mean white players do it too, but when the black players do it, especially, it just seems such a ghetto thing to yes. do.
1: That's exactly what it is. It's like it's like we've seen it. You know, that's enough. And that brings me to my next thing, uh, the hair in these mm. football players. And, you know, they look like women with their long hair. Picture yourself, everybody out there that's a male, um, you know, shoulder-length hair or longer, you know, and you're combing it out after you've had your shower. And then you, uh, you know, you put your conditioner in it and you know it's coming down across the front of you like that does your gaydar you know <laughs> kind of ring loudly when you do that i mean wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't mean. would
0: mean uh, oh i don't think so
1: yeah i mean i mean you seriously you're brushing it or the worst thing you get done and you get your conditioner in it you've brushed it you know and it's all nice and and then you, you you take your arms and back like girls do. Oh. And then you twirl it around and you put it up in a man bun.
0: Oh, yeah. What's worse, a man bun or someone who just lets their hair go long? Man bun, 100%. Yeah. Oh. But right behind it
1: is is the, I, I just, you know, that long of hair, you know, now some people are going to say, well, you had long hair in high school or whatever. I did for a while, but. I I don't think I ever combed it for one thing <laughs> when I got out of the shower I just let it dry yeah. you know and uh there was, certainly wasn't shoulder length so uh you know it's down over my ears yeah but but, but that was it
0: did and, it just what what speaking of hairstyles cuz I I never I don't know what the longest mine ever got probably probably covering my ears at one point but do you remember did there come a time where you just decided to to really make it not buzz cut short, but, or did you just gradually say, ah, take a little more off, take a little more off over like the course of a couple of years? Do you have any recollection of that?
1: I do. I have a specific <clears throat> recollection of that. And it was exactly that. I took it, you know, I took it up, you know, higher and it was just two phases. One was, you know, cutting it up shorter and then one cutting it up to, you know, just below my ears so that it could yep. cover my ears because, you know, I look like Dumbo without having, yeah. you know, hair on top of my ears. So, yeah, it was, and I, I actually remember telling my barber that because my barber cut my hair for 30 years, and I said, hey, wow. let's, let's take it up this time.
0: And huh. I,
1: and that's what he did, so.
0: Interesting. Well, speaking yeah. while we're on the subject of hygiene, sort of, um <laughs> Oh yeah, no. Talk. Let's talk about cleaning your ears. Okay. With, because <laughs> it's very ironic that I mean everyone uses Q-tips. Not to get too uh, too deep into this, but it's oh, funny that's a good one too. <laughs> uh, whoops. <laughs> you, you're you're technically not supposed to really use them the way I understand it or obviously you're not supposed to shove them down into your ear but my question is hope this doesn't turn anyone off but when you clean one ear and you obviously when you take the swab out you have to check to see what's on it and (laughs) right I mean this is just a fact of life at what point do you decide there's so much that you have to turn the swab around and get some more out
1: uh, that'd be like right after I got done sanding some floors or something like that, or, or, uh, texturing a ceiling or, 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 you know, something that creates a lot of dust, yeah. you know, doing my, uh, mulch in my yard.
0: So there's you know, like a tipping point where you say, yep, I got to go back and get the rest of that.
1: Um, me personally, no, because God's honest truth, you may not believe this, but the only time I ever clean my ears is with a
0: key oh no yeah oh, oh. Yeah. all right well that oh my goodness yep. yeah Huh. yeah so uh
1: my aunt uh god rest her soul um several years ago she used the q-tip her whole life and she got to the point where she couldn't hear because yeah. she kept cramming it in there with a yep. the q-tip and she came down one time and My mom said, your aunt can't hear. And I go, yeah, right. And she's just sitting there looking dumb, you know. (laughs) And I go, are you serious? She goes, yeah, she can't. So she went to uh, some ear doctor or something, and he cleaned out her ears. Wow! (laughs) And she could hear again. I said, that's why, Auntie, that I don't use your (laughs) Q-tips.
0: There is sort of a technique. and, And for those out there who have had ever excess wax buildup and i don't know what causes it i mean it doesn't matter but you can put like uh uh what's the stuff called it's like a very mild form of acid that you use to like clean cuts and stuff (laughs) what's that stuff called muratic acid uh, something like that yeah hydroponic uh something hydro i don't know but but you can put that and then you feel like this tingle while it's sort of literally kind of melting away the Earwax—it's kind of gross, but it's kind of cool too. So, all right. Well, that's so. Uh,
1: when you're done doing that, are you? Does it? Do you actually feel your? I mean, I, I don't know if it's feeling, but do you hear better then when that's all out of there and you go, "Oh yeah, I got it all." And
0: yeah, you know, I, I mean, it's 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 happened to me a couple of times, and you really can notice. I mean, not just regular cleaning your ears once a week or whenever people do it, but yeah. And I don't know what it is, but, yeah, sometimes I've had quite a bit, and it's like you do notice a difference, but never completely clogged up. That would really be not good.
1: No, that's that would be totally irritating. I do like to say that, you know, my ears are clogged when my wife wants me to do all those things that she has on her list. Yeah. But uh, other than that, uh, I can hear fairly well.
0: Okay. So, yeah. All right. What's next? Well, um,
1: again, one of these irritating things that happened to me yesterday was, um, and I don't know if I touched on this, you know, maybe earlier last year or something, but you go to customer service for, and I'll tell you what it was. I I got the wrong power cord for one of those speakers that you can put, you know, adjust your phone. Yeah, It's like a speaker all by itself. And I had to go to their customer service and they said oh yeah okay you got the wrong chord let me put you on hold for a minute and then they have that music yep that comes on that sounds like uh sounds like a um Tijuana band in a wastebasket yeah I I, I'm thinking to myself as I'm listening to that horrific music we're, we're in an age now where I'm talking to them about this little dinky speaker that sounds like my stereo system in the 70s cuz it's so good. Yeah. And and they can't have music played to you while you're waiting for them to, you know, talk to their friend next next door to them while they're right doing whatever they're doing. I mean, it has to sound that bad. I can't believe that. I,
0: it yeah, was I horrific. Cuz the connection when you're talking to the person is never that bad. No. No. So it's it's, it's not inherent in like the phone line so yeah i don't know but that is almost always the case
1: no i did say one time to a customer service person that that had that on there and i was on there for an inordinate amount of time waiting for them and they came back on i said now in india do you have good speakers (laughs) over there because the ones you sold back to us are really good sounding speakers but the music you're playing over there in india back to me sucks what's up with that
0: they hung up on me
1: so anyway oh no
0: oh man wow here's,
1: here, here's one more all right that i have for you and then you uh, i'll give it back to you they were talking about sports records the other day on some talk show thing uh and by the way did you listen to any sports talk shows?
0: I used to listen to a talk radio show, a local one, but not really very, very little anymore.
1: The, there's always three people that are behind a desk when they're talking about, uh, you know, uh, at halftime of this football or basketball game, yep. and, and they're talking amongst themselves. And I'm I'm sitting there at this one particular time that I happened to sit there and couldn't find the remote and thought, does anybody really care what you think about that particular player and what he did on that play earlier and what can be done to make that differently in the second half of the game and how that's going uh, to occur? Does anybody really sit there and go, God, these guys know what they're talking about. It's, it's so, inane banter.
0: Yeah, That's all it is. Yeah, it's, it's purely time filler, especially football when just the nature of the game, you've got literally five to eight seconds of action and then you've got 35 seconds of huddling and all that. So they, they just have to fill the time. And I guess baseball is similar. I, I would say, you know, if you swing and you miss, it's maybe a second from pitch to swing if the ball goes into play, it's maybe five, six seconds. So if you compacted a baseball game down to, quote, the action, I don't know that it would last more than five minutes, six <laughs> minutes. When you think about it. Yeah, exactly. It's just amazing. That that I guess you have
1: to listen to, which is why I never watch a baseball game. Yeah. But I'm, I'm talking in particular. Yeah, the like the halftime stuff, right? Or right. or I you know I love to play golf. I'll go to the 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 golf channel, hoping that there's a tournament on. Yep. But yet sometimes there will be those three people that are talking about somebody not getting enough rest when they fly yeah from right. from New York to Hawaii for their tournament, and and is that going to affect his swing and, and this and that? It's like shut up, you know. Nobody cares about. Nobody even knew what he was doing. All they're doing is watching him play. That's it. And by the way, if it bothers you and you're a professional golfer to travel from the East Coast to Hawaii to play golf, maybe you shouldn't be playing golf. Yeah. Because I'll bet you anything that if I got to fly to Hawaii right now, I'd probably <laughs> play some of the best golf of my life Yeah. because it's in Hawaii.
0: That is for sure. And it, what's, what's odd in – uh I guess really any sport other than maybe golf or hockey when it's, it's not really that, you know, you have uh, such a mixture of black and white and Hispanic and whatever, but it's, it's a really strange phenomena, especially I'll just pick football when you're watching one of those halftime shows or pregame shows. If at least, if they have say five people or four people, if at least two of them aren't black and if there isn't at least one woman, you go, oh, my gosh, that's really weird. Why are there five white guys there? <laughs> it's really creepy. <laughs> Do you ever get that sense that, wow, they're, I mean, they're woke. not that they're any smarter or dumber or better or worse, but just that they they just have to have, and, and again, not that it's a bad thing, but more and more times they have, like the woman is almost the host of it, and then they have a couple guys giving their commentary on it.
1: Um, you, I was just going to say, when you had said uh, earlier about a woman being there, I told my wife last week on that one thing that I was watching because I couldn't find the remote. Uh, yep. I said, there's nothing more annoying. I don't care what anyone says or, or or does about this. There's nothing more annoying than a woman giving her opinion on football or baseball, <laughs> nothing.
0: Uh, as opposed to, so just so we're clear, as opposed to a sideline reporter who is actually like getting quotes from people? No, that a,
1: that, that's that's second to being the worst annoying thing <laughs> because what do they always say, always say to the person after the game? How did you feel about, or what were you thinking when this, nobody cares, <laughs> Nobody cares, you know. It's it's like, uh, it's it's just, it doesn't need to be said. I I don't know what you would do, as far as interviewing, or why would you even interview a guy coming off of a win or or a loss or whatever? How'd you feel about losing? What what happened this time? You know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh,
0: so, so you're not even uh, like an Aaron Andrews fan.
1: Um. As far as what? <laughs> well, <laughs> her reporting, no.
0: Okay, I'm not. Well, I don't it's...
1: think she does it any better than anyone else does. Yeah, uh, it's and and I will say this too, uh, the the men do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, what were you feeling when when uh, that field goal was missed and and you lost that game? Well, you know my job's you know up for grabs now because <laughs> I lost that game and and they're going to look for another coach. How about that?
0: Yeah, you they know? may have, they should give all those coaches a magic 8 ball except with sayings that relate to the NFL or football and then they can, you know, cuz there's so there are about eight things that all coaches say in just in slightly different ways. Wow, we're going to take this one game, you know, one game at a time. Yeah. Or I mean there's just so many clichés that they use. It's uh I I, I would
1: love to be uh, the guy with the microphone, when a coach says that we're taking this one game at a time, I'd, I'd go right back to myself and I'd say, You know what? The Vikings are playing two games this week <laughs> on Sunday. You know, why aren't you doing that? They could win both of them. But first, I got to ask the Vikings coach how he feels about that.
0: That's why when I watch Monday Night Football, which I maybe do half of the time for about half of the game, I prefer listening to Peyton and Eli Manning just because they're so entertaining and obviously knowledgeable, but they're not, they are not—they don't get into the granular specifics and they don't feel compelled to rehash every play. They just go on and talk about stuff that's naturally interesting and they have interesting guests. That, but, yeah, the, the whole play-by-play thing, um, you can easily enjoy, especially, I don't know, I think probably any sporting event with just the sounds of the fans and the sounds of the games which is
1: what uh, you get when you are at the game is yep. the you know the roar of the crowd and and the excitement and you know everything happening right in front of you and i do think that you can announce a game and be interesting in doing so because the first group of guys that did monday night football were probably the best ever yeah for uh, sure and uh, you know the, and and i think the all-time my all-time favorite announcer in any sporting event was pat summerall he had a great voice and uh he was very knowledgeable because he did play the game and um and i enjoyed listening to him i i don't know i i don't know if it's what they talk about i think that's more what it is what they talk about that bugs me nowadays
0: yep yep he and john madden i don't know that they'll ever be matched for knowledge and delivery and entertainment value
1: yeah john madden was a to the point guy and and i like that about him too and of course he he knew everything about the game and uh whatnot Uh, but 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 i digress anyway what i wanted to ask was in sports if a record is broken can it be broken uh in a longer season then the record was standing before that. In other words, what was it, the home run record yep, was judge. done with two extra games, and it was done in one of the two extra games to do it. Uh, should that be something, should that be a, a standard that's set in sports? That You know, because there's 16 games in football now, and it used to be yeah, what, Well, 14.
0: Well, there's actually 17 now. Oh, 17, Jeez. okay. Yeah, so there there does need to be, just like in baseball, there does need to be separate categories for 154 games, 162 games, and then football, 14, 16, and now 17. I mean, it just not that, I don't know that the people whose records get broken lose anything other than their name in a book, but it's clearly not, Apples to apples. I mean, there's no question about it in my mind.
1: Absolutely, there's not. Because of the money factor nowadays, all sports, um, seasons are being extended. Uh, You know, I don't know what, you know, just just for the money factor, I guess. Yeah. Uh, You know, an extra game is worth millions of dollars, you know, to everybody that's involved in it. So, you know, I can see the football season, you know, going another two games. Baseball season, that can go on, you know, several more games. Yep. Uh, I, I don't know. I think it should have stayed the way it was and and just, you know, but the dollar speaks, so. Yep.
0: Well, how about in in your game of golf when you get, like, was it Robert Duvall who shot a 59 however many years ago? Uh, not Robert Duvall, David Duvall. David Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall's yeah. the actor. Yeah. But – What's interesting about golf is literally every course is different. And even when you play any given course, it's always different. So how do you really make, you know, like at the Masters, even though you play the same course, they're going to have the tees different, the greens different, you know, the pin placement and all that. When you shoot a 70 one day, a 67, and they say, oh, he shot a 60, that's the record. But, I mean, that's not in a bad way, but it's sort of the ultimate of you can't really say that this guy is the best because he shot this score,
1: a fifty nine at at uh, or something like that, as opposed to you yeah. know, Augusta or or whatever. Yeah, you're right. It's it's uh, I suppose the only way you could do that is to ho- have the record for that course. Yeah, and I I don't know if they even do that. I I watch golf a lot, but I don't pay attention to the you know the, the records set or whatever. Um, yeah. Usually when they set a record they wind up not winning anyway. Right. You know, yeah. They're only like one or two strokes ahead of the next guy and then he winds up beating them so
0: um, it does seem to be an interesting phenomenon that if someone shoots a really good round they typically don't win the tournament. I guess you'd have to research that to verify it, but Exactly. Hmm. So jumping as we always do to something totally different. I talked to a lady, well, emailed or whatever. I didn't talk to her directly, who I'm I'm sure she was born in China because she has a very heavy accent and lives in the United States now and without going into any details to reveal who she was or or where this took place. But she is going back to China because her father and— she's probably in her mid, late 30s. So her father's maybe somewhere between 60 and 75. But her father just died of, you know what, supposedly. And now her mom is about ready to. And she said, because of that whole lockdown situation, and now, you know, they sort of eased it. And because they did, people are now mingling like normal people do. But having been locked down for three years, they're you know, humanly speaking, their immunity system is non-existent. And so she just said all of her friends and family now have the, the hoax and, you know, China is going to have a huge mess on its hands. And of course, we'll never know unless you talk to someone who lives there because the government will never tell you, but they're in a huge mess.
1: They, they've, uh, what did they do? Lock down cities, you know, lock the people in their, in their place. And Wouldn't even let them out to get food or water or anything like that? Wow. Uh, I want everybody that hates America to move there. Would you mind, please, leave? Yep. Go over there and then, uh, you know, live for one week and then come back here crying on your hands and knees to allow us to let you to come back in, and I won't.
0: (laughs) Oh, hey, how many people under maybe 25, so maybe I don't know if that's Gen Z, how many of those people do you think are familiar with either of these three things? Eeny, meeny, miny, moe, horse and goggle, or engine, engine number nine? Uh,
1: maybe the first one, not certainly not the second or third one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: For for the people who don't know, what, what was horse and goggle and engine, engine number nine?
1: Engine, engine number nine, speeding down the railroad line. If you whatever <laughs> if the it train was. should jump, yeah, the, jump track, the track, Do you
0: want your money back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what it was. <laughs> and when when did we use that?
1: Uh, when uh, when somebody wanted something back or something.
0: Well, or when you were picking teams for something, or when you were playing tag and you wanted to know who was going to be it. That's well, that would we be that. What
1: it. what it is? No, that's
0: what we did. Engine, engine number nine going yeah. down Chicago line. If the train and you would count a person every time you went around.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, that's that's bringing it back now. All right, yeah. all right. I, I, I did live in that era. That's yeah, that, 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 that's true. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think what what we used uh,
0: for that. Was it was it Eeny Meeny Miny Mo? Or I know Horse and Goggle was not. That was probably more of a niche thing. I think. Einzweig dry horse and goggle, and then you'd put out your fingers and you'd count them all up, and then you'd go around the circle. Did you ever do that?
1: No, I didn't do that one. Oh, wow. No. So all I'm right. part of the Gen Z yeah, on, that, I guess on so. that part. I just <laughs> said when we were picking teams, I said, you suck, you suck. I don't want you. I'll take you two, and we'll kick your butts. That's how I did it.
0: Although, having said what you just said, back in the day, we didn't say suck, did we? No. When did the, I wonder when that came? It was you're no good, you're bad, you're horrible, you're retarded, or right. whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't yeah. know where suck came from really. I uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> will have to, we'll have to maybe check on that and see where, yeah. where it came from and, and, and what the implications really are of that. Yeah, I, I, I guess, I guess th- that you're horrible. But yeah, now but, that
0: I think about yeah. it, uh, it could mean. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I might want to check with Judge a Butt and see what he says he might he might know where that came from oh my uh,
0: gosh yeah oh wow well man holy cow i uh look up and it's on the 60 minute plus mark so any other burning stuff yeah but we'll (laughs) i've
1: I've had one for four weeks we got to talk about next week for sure all right but uh and it's a good Uh, one this will take up half of the thing so i'm gonna let you go first next week
0: Okay. All right. Well, yeah. man, plenty here and plenty to come. We do have some guests in the wings uh working on them. and uh not that you don't get enough wisdom out of the two of us, but we always like to throw a curveball and maybe that curveball will be CC one day, but he with that FAA stuff, he's probably going to be in charge of that before long.
1: Oh man, I hope so. Somebody with some common sense has to take over that cuz uh there certainly isn't any there, there right now. So
0: Nope. All right. Well, as we always say, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing, keeping our audience growing and returning each and every week to the right angle. That was easy.